Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Our next guest knows the thing or two about a top-notch offense considering he was a part of one of the most special units in league history, the greatest show on turf, from Kurt Warner to Marshall Falk, to Holt and Isaac Bruce. Mike Martz has seen it all when it comes to offensive football. Coach Martz, along with Ron Pitts, they have a podcast you can check out called Run It Again. So let's break down this draft. Let's talk some offensive football. Coach Martz, it's John Jastrzemski. Appreciate a couple minutes. How are you doing today? Great, John. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, Coach, my pleasure. And listen, you must watch the NFL now because your team was kind of ahead of its time with – Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk and Isaac Bruce and Torrey Hall. I mean, you watch the football that's being played now with some of these fantasy football numbers, with these crazy wide receiver sets. Do you kind of feel like a guy who is almost, in a way, ahead of the curve? Well, I think uh, we were ahead of the curve in terms of the personnel we had. You know, we had such a complement of weapons there. And I think uh, in the perimeter, I think people have put more on receivers these days and less on running backs. And the development of the quarterbacks. And, you know, in those days, everybody relied so heavily on their running game, stop the run first kind of a deal. And what we did, because we had those kinds of players, you know, we just started using them all, you know, spread them out, and it took the pressure off of Marshall. And and I think, uh, you know, as years go by, just the athletes themselves have gotten so much better, and, you know, they trained, and they're just the wide receivers that are available, particularly in this draft, are, are pretty unique. Well, Coach, a lot of people are talking about the wide receivers. I've heard it, you know, ad nauseum, the idea that this is the deepest group of wide receivers maybe going into a draft that you've ever seen. you buy that idea? Pretty good. It's a pretty good group. I don't know if it's the best, but it's certainly got to be one of the strongest. Um, I don't know how you – the top four or five guys are, you know, it's kind of pick your flavor kind of a deal, but they're all very, very productive and run after the catch and big guys and – you know, they've been making plays for a long time in their career, so it's not hard to project them into the NFL and doing well. And, and that's unusual. You know, you sometimes the first two or three guys are that kind of a player, and then you, you're kind of guessing on the rest of them. Shoot, when we took Torrey Holton the sixth pick, there was two guys. 
Torrey and, and I think uh, Boston, Dave Boston was the other receiver, and, and that was kind of it. So I think this is a very, very strong draft in terms of the wide receivers, and, and really uh, there's some really top-notch quarterbacks here too. Well, Coach, do you have a particular wide receiver you like the best? I mean, we're hearing about Judy. We're hearing about Ruggs. Of course, CeeDee Lamb at Oklahoma. Uh, Pittman at USC, I think he's going to be a tremendous player in this league. Like, as you've been going through looking at a few of these guys, who really stood out to you? Well, Judy, I do, I do like him quite a bit. Uh, the fact that he's played in such a pressure situation and produced, and he's such a strong guy. Um, all around Jefferson at LSU, I think is terrific. Uh, Lamb, obviously, the big playability of all these guys, and Rucks, you know. So all these guys are potential number ones, in my opinion, and that just doesn't happen very often to have that many in the first round or the first two rounds like that. We got Mike Moritz, the former head coach of the St. Louis Rams, a part of that insane offense that you remember, the greatest show on turf, and Coach has a podcast with Ron Pitts called Run It Again. Okay, Coach. The quarterback dilemma, we know Burrow's going to be the first guy selected. It's the worst-kept secret in the world. He's going to end up as a member of the Cincinnati Bengals. But then you get to Tua. And listen, there are serious questions about the health and the status and what kind of shape he's going to be in. But then you watch his game film, and you see him in that national championship game. You see him against the best of the best in the SEC uh, Coach, I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, so my team has not had the star quarterback going back to the days of Dan Marino. They missed out on Drew Brees many moons ago. For me, I think it's a really, really tough call to pass up the idea of taking Tua. If you were to be in that position and you had to take the second quarterback on the board, Tua, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, who do you like the most? Well, I think probably Herbert. Um, I do like Tua. I probably would would pick Tua. I just the injuries bother me a great deal. The fact he's been injured uh, with two serious injuries like that uh, would scare me a little bit about him. He's just a little bit undersized. I think uh, Justin is a guy that has got so much ahead of him. Uh, I you know from what they do offensively, they don't challenge him a whole lot. That doesn't mean that's a a bad thing, but they just don't. So there's some of the things that. I think it's been a knock on him. It just is not accurate. When he gets in the league, he's a smart guy, big guy that's very athletic and make all those throws. I just think that over the long haul, he might be a better pick. That's no reflection on Tua's ability. I think that just uh, being able to hold up in the long run would bother me about Tua. And I totally get that, Coach. Now, we're hearing about the – leadership questions that some NFL teams have and it's been something that's been brought up when it comes to Justin Herbert and coach you know this you've been in NFL locker rooms like in many ways there's like a certain leadership it factor alpha factor that I think you're looking for in many ways from your quarterback especially on a team you know it's one thing when you go into a locker room where there are star players where there are a lot of big names where that quarterback can kind of step in and hit the ground running but for a team that hasn't had much of a culture and has done a, a fair share of losing, is that a concern you would have going into a draft if the quarterback had leadership questions and you worried about his ability, dare I say, to go and lead a team? I think it's a very good question, very fair question. I think people, I think leadership in the NFL to some extent is misunderstood. And I do think that uh, people equate that with a bit of being a cheerleader and getting his guys up and ready to play. And it has very little to do with that. 
uh, Kurt didn't say anything. He, he spoke very little. Uh, for instance, when he, when he his first year, the biggest issue: what men in the league, what men will respond to, and follow, and look up to, and emulate are guys that play very well, guys that line up and, and put it on the line and are tough and are competitive. The most competitive guy in the field needs to be the quarterback. And if whether he says a word or, or all he does is jibber jabber, it doesn't make any difference. As long as what he does in the field, he competes better than anybody else, and he makes plays, and he gets them down the field. No matter what he says, what he I hear what you do, not what you say. Can't have a deal. And to me, that's what that league's about, you know. And when you line up, or there's a certain confidence that the guys in the huddle have in you. You're not going to create that confidence by what you say. You create it by what you do. Coach Mike Mortz, he joins us here on CBS Sports Radio and WFAN. He's got a new podcast out. It's called Run It Again alongside Ron Pitts. And, Coach, you see Christian McCaffrey, who can do it all running back. I know you'd find a way to make sure that Christian McCaffrey's getting 25-plus touches a game with everything he can do running it, catching out of the backfield. Um, different type of player to Marshall Falk, but, I mean, the same sort of skill set in being able to be as versatile as it gets. And I'm curious with the way the league has changed. And look, McCaffrey is one of those special guys at running back. But in many instances, coach, you know, you see running backs in the league, they have three or four years, they flame out, and then the team is kind of discarding them and it's on to the next guy. If you were a part of an NFL team right now, are you one of these guys that would still put a premium on taking a running back early or dare I say paying a running back? Or have we now witnessed, you know, an evolution within the league where as a whole, it's a position that should be devalued? Well, I, I think you're right about the league has devalued the running back position to some extent. And I think it's more than likely going to swing back a little bit in the other direction. Um, you know, a, a really outstanding running game can impact a football game. Uh, indeed, uh, in a way that, uh, you know, big play passing games can't because they dominate the clock and, and keep the other team off the off the field. So I think a, a terrific, not just an average, but a terrific running back is worth his weight in gold. You know, you can ride him, you know, when you have to in games and, and uh, close games out with them. Uh, I, I just would put way more value on a, an outstanding runner than probably most guys do, but uh, but I had that blessing, you know, I was able to do that. Christian McCaffrey is one of my all-time favorite players in the league to watch. I have so he's just so much fun to watch, and you know he would be somebody that you would make touch that football, like you said, at least 25 times a game. All right, coach. Before we get you out of here, you obviously now will always have a place in NFL history for being a part of the greatest show on turf. For my money, it's one of the most dominant offenses I've ever seen in my years of watching the NFL. And then you go back to that Super Bowl you guys had. You won when you were an offensive coordinator and you took down the Tennessee Titans. And it looked like you guys were on your way to two out of three. You're a big favorite against the New England Patriots. That's the rise of Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. And let's just say there were some extracurriculars going into that game that end up being a subject. Coach, is that something that still kind of stings you? It still bothers you with the way that game went down with New England? Well, you know, I don't think about that. I really don't. Um, what I think about are the three turnovers. You know, we controlled our fate in that game completely. Guys, going into the fourth quarter, I don't think they had 100 yards of offense. Uh, we had close to 400. I mean, we we moved, went up and down the field, but we turned the ball over, and one was a pick six right out of the gate there in the first quarter. So, you know, to overcome, and they scored 17 points on that, 17 of their, five, of their 20 points on that. So, 
We had control of that. Two of those turnovers are just our fault. The other one, they made a nice, they knocked the ball out of Ricky's hand, but you got to hang on to that kind of a deal. So I, I would blame ourselves more than anything else on that. What happened on the other side of the ball? If they did film practice or they did cheat somehow, it didn't help much. They Coach, put it to good use. tremendous answer, my friend. And listen, you've had an illustrious NFL career. I appreciate a couple of minutes. Best of luck with the podcast. This was an absolute blast talking some ball. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Mike Martz, good stuff there. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.